Fierce Fan Media. And I've got a good one. I've got a really sure, good one. Whatever you want. It's your it's your day. It's the Julie Show. It's the Julie Show. Good evening, my- everybody, and welcome to the Julie Show. Hi. Hey. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome. Welcome, everybody. <laughs> Welcome I, to my humble abode. I am Jackie D, the literary lesbian. I'm Stacy, the new age old school mom. The other Stacy's on the phone. Oh. Go ahead, Erin. Sorry. Oh, I'm Erin, the geeky girl pal. I am yeah. Julie, the not so lipstick lesbian. I don't know right. how to say that without sounding like you guys are okay. going to make fun of me. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> yeah. I heard a new one. Kira says that there was like a family in front of us and the two guys were wearing really bright shirts. And I was like, oh, that family's so colorful. And Kira goes, there's a little sugar in that guy's tank. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I, don't think I was like, we used to say lighten the loafers back in the day, but that's <laughs> so cute. Oh my God. Are we at the age now where we say back in my day? Yep. Yep. I think it depends absolutely. on how old the kids you're around are. Absolutely. Yes. Yep. <laughs> All right, Joel, let's hear your space corner. Um, so no. this was back. This was she back. In, this was back <laughs> at the end of March, but I just have been doing a little bit more research on it. However, you were deep in the annals of, of TikTok. It literally what I found literally looks like an anal. If you can see that picture, it oh is a. Oh, sure does. It, it does look like an animal, yeah. It is a black <laughs> hole that astronomers have found 30 billion times the size of the sun. Yeah. And so that people understand this, black holes are just endless abysses that things get sucked in somewhere and we don't know where they blow out of. It's literally a gigantic butthole. Like you I said. think it takes you to the, the fifth dimension. Ty's a child. Look at him. I ho- you know, I hope it does. Beam me up to the black hole. If you watch Silo, it's like getting sent out to clean. You don't I know what's on the other that. side. That something is just out there in- that we have no idea what it is. We have no idea how it works. We have no idea why they even become what they are. That is 30 billion times the mass of the sun. That literally is just sitting there. Our universe is so big that you have something that big just sucking everything in and it we we don't even feel a from a it. ripple did like, you see did you see that they found a star that's older than the known universe so they found this star that they dated to like 13.8 billion years old where our universe what they thought was only like 13.2 billion years old so they think this star is like 600 million years older than the universe, which means, what is that? What does that mean? That it happened liter- 600 million years before the Big Bang. What does that we, mean? We are so insignificant. That's what that means. We know nothing about anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great. That's, that's Let's fight we- about uh, drag queens. Yeah. You know- <laughs> Ron DeSantis. That so, so there's also this cool thing that I don't think I've mentioned yet this year that they found um, a world that they named TOI 700. It's orbiting a habitable, uh, habitable star. 
it's within a habitable range of a star, meaning they believe this world, the, they're calling it a world, that ranges the distance from the star to where liquid water, like things could live on it. Right. <laughs> we took the scenic route. Was- yeah. <laughs> she got there. She got there. POI 700. I think that that's exciting. Well, it's like, like Kepler 42. That's inhabitable also. There's so especially have- the, the section of the universe we're exploring is like a grain of sand if you hold it out to like in front of you. So we haven't even explored one millionth of a percent of the universe. This is what we're finding as we do. Like it's We've only explored 5% of our own ocean. Right. So we have a place to go when we destroy this earth is what you're telling me. No, we don't. We don't have that kind of money. If they'll take (laughs) us. If they'll take us. Have you guys, I don't know if you've We're the planet that they lock their doors when they drive past. Yeah. Have you, yeah. Yeah. we're the martin luther king uh boulevard in oakland yeah it's a bad road i wasn't saying like that's a bad street in oakland um have you guys stumbled onto like alien tiktok oh yeah okay i really oh, wanted Jesus. you to talk about the lost I... one yes yes so is this the go... one that you sent where i was like it was like signs i was like mom and i was children Yes. Oh, Go ahead, Stace, if you want to talk about it. Or are we oh, waiting to this, do it? This guy, they released the 911 audio first. And so it was this guy calling 911. And he was surprisingly calm. And he was like, listen, there was like a loud noise, a bright light. I was outside working on my truck with my brother. And something landed in my backyard. I went out there. And there were two like 10-foot tall beings with big eyes. And the lady was like okay we'll send some like kind of skeptical and he was like i'm not high i'm not drunk i'm not like a weirdo like i i am totally like being serious right now and he was very like i believed him you know like he was very credible the way he was talking he was like i get this sounds like a prank or something yeah so then they released the video footage of what they got which is kind of nothing like you can't see anything and then they released the cops um body cam and that was i mean you don't get to see aliens but they did release it like him talking to him and the guy sounds credible and the brother and the other family members said the exact same thing well the dod is now slowly releasing information that Aliens have visited here and they may still be here. Like, and they're just letting this trickle out. And all of us dum-dums are so focused on like, I don't know, taking away women's rights from them that everyone's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The aliens are here. But Ron DeSantis, (laughs) like, it's just, it's wild. They're like getting us used to the information before they like drop. And the only reason they could be doing that is because something is going to happen that they're not telling us about, right? Like, like they know weird. something that, like, yeah. oh fuck, they're coming. Yeah, they're coming. Oh <laughs> Jesus, you guys, come on! I hate to tell you this, Aaron, you're gonna perish in Florida. <laughs> oh, no, you know what? I bet if there's, well, they're not going there. They don't want anything to do with Florida. You're fine. Yeah, if there that, are right? aliens that are actually coming here, I bet they are peaceful oh because you know we're a young we're considered like a young species i bet they are so peaceful and like have figured out i bet they would literally look at us like 
y'all are just a mess. Yeah, yeah and they'd be like, like, we can conquer this shit. Boom. No. I'm gonna I'm gonna Game sound over. crazy for a second. I don't think I they would waste their time on us. To I tell you the truth. I'm gonna sound crazy for a second, but I'm gonna do it anyway. Because we're amongst friends, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, oh no, I'm gonna I'm gonna totally make fun of you like relentlessly after. Oh yeah, this. I'm not worried go ahead, about you. go. Yeah, go, go. So <laughs> it's like I don't, I'm not worried about you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, whatever. <laughs> We've been friends a long fucking we have been friends longer than we haven't been friends. So I'm yeah. fine with that. <laughs> um I truly believe this is gonna sound bonkers, but I think that aliens had already visited here when they were building the great pyramids. I think that is why they all line up to the stars perfectly. I think that's why they're like marvels of technology compared to what they had at that time. I think that's why like the pyramids in um, Egypt look so different than the rest of the pyramids that were built around the same time. Those things are so precise. They point to exact stars in our solar system. Like the Mayans. No, I'm talking about the Egyptians. The Mayans do too, though. Not as precise, though. The Mayans had the had it on for time. Like yeah, the, the Mayans calendar. were experts at time and mathematics, far beyond what they should have been given the time period that they existed in. So I'm not saying like they sat down at a table with some like aliens and like exchange notes. I think that they were given signs or like codes. Or some type of mathematics like was explained to them so that they were able to or it was a simpler time where they weren't destroying the planet so maybe actually moved on yeah well maybe aliens thought they maybe had a chance at that time and helped them a little bit not realizing shit show we were gonna all turn into i'm gonna disagree humans are a shit show I'm going to disagree and say, I'm going to agree with you, Jackie. I do think the aliens have been here for and have been and continue to make appearances. There's so many unexplained shit that goes on. Listen, you guys, you're not wrong right now. Like we're in for it. Like, I know, I know crazy Aaron. She's on her shit again. No motherfuckers. We're in for it. My fucking AirPods aren't sticking to my fucking ears. Aliens would fix this for me. I bet. Do you know they kill me? Stacy can't get they keep sending her dna back they won't let her test for it exactly that's a weird little is... shit like that yeah tell what them, tell them. what tell do them. you mean <laughs> tell them tell <laughs> like the 23 and me like i spit in the tube and they i sent it away and they said oh your dna was like untestable you probably ate something in the time period like whatever and so i was like okay my bad so he sent it in again, and I was like, got Dorito chips. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay. And I know I ate, a, in here. I ate a tomato. My dad just came in out of his garden and was like, try this tomato. And so it was within the, like, hour. So I was like, maybe that was too acidic. Okay. So I was super careful the next time and, like, followed the directions, like, doubled it in the time and everything, sent it in. And they sent me back a thing, and they said, like, don't test again you sign this paper saying that you won't try to test again because we're gonna be you're not you broke up we can't hear you it's aliens i fucking hear you no that's country ass wi-fi we're getting bleeped out by the government that's country ass wi-fi right there guys calm down that's not that's aliens that's fucking aliens i know you gotta say right, again, I turned my wife a letter that said <laughs> that said that I can't um that they're refunding me my money and that I can't try to do it through their company again. They were like, no. Like <laughs> <laughs> that's 
Here's the other crazy thing. You didn't okay. sign the paper, did you? Yeah, I was like, okay, it's like listen yeah, to get the refund. You want to hear something else crazy about Stacy? So we all we all went to the psychic for Tina's birthday. Tina had like the psychic at her house, and we all took like took a turn with her or whatever. It sounds much grosser than I meant it. Like she did a reading for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> we ran a psychic train. It's cool. Yeah, we ran a psychic train. <laughs> Stacy went. <laughs> Stacy went in there, and. So I went right after Stacy and the psychic actually was like still shaken up from it because when she tried to read, cause she told me about it and then Stacy told me about it. She was still like really put off by it. The psychic Stacy was completely black to her. Like she couldn't read anything like nothing. She got nothing from her. She told me not to be read again too. She goes yeah. like, don't go to a psychic and try to be read again for at least a year if ever. And I was like, okay. <laughs> So what does that mean? Like so I went after her and she was you? still, she was still like, I, that's never happened to me before. Like, I, I, I feel really bad. Like, I didn't even know what to say to your friends. It, everything was just black. Saying that nothing happens. is better than lying as a psychic. Like, if well, you can't she did. Anything- well, she tried. She was like, okay, like, you're like really hard to read. And I was like, I would love to believe you like in psychics <laughs> and like, stuff so i am an open book please like prove to me that this is like real so i was like like, i'm open to this (laughs) and she was like um are you like having like relationship problems or something and i was like no she's like i think you're with the wrong person and i was like i've been married for 20 years like no i'm i'm very happily married she was like what (laughs) and i was like yeah and she was like okay hold on and then she said something else that was like totally off like, oh, are you having problems at work? Or maybe a promotion? And I was like, I, I'm a stay-at-home mom. And she was like, hold on, I'm trying, I'm trying. And she tried, like, something else. And I was like, no. And then she was like, yeah, I got nothing. Yeah. And she was like, so pissed if I've been friends with an alien since I was 13 <laughs> and never knew it. <laughs> like, I'm gonna be I like you. how Julie's first thought is alien. And I was like, do you have a demon inside you? No. <laughs> No, I'm just like Bella. The only other weird thing is that my social security number bounces back as false almost every year when I do my taxes. You're a fucking alien bitch. And I want to to dig deeper into this. We need to try a different site. Yeah, this is fucked up and we need to figure this out. Did you try Ancestry? No. Did you try (laughs) AlienAncestry.com? I am fucking intrigued. Isn't that wild? When you the watch the movie, was so Paul. fucked up about it. She wasted my time by talking about her. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't read her. What about me? <laughs> can you read me? Can you oh read yeah, she me? can read me. She did a good job well, with me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love. Mom said she did a really good job with her too. Like she picked up on her, on her. Or no, was that a different one? Are you talking about a different one? Yeah, yeah. No, this is a different one. The, we went to this. Like this was like three years ago four years ago it was it was over christmas and tina just hired one for her christmas party and like you signed up and you could go back there and talk to her she was good how fun would that be i would say for me she got like 95 percent of me correctly and then some of it was on the like fringes of being correct she wouldn't take my money too. That was another thing. Yeah. Like you can't say it was like a scam or like she was freaking me out. Like I, I told her I said I want to pay you for your time because you tried, and I don't want to be that person that's just like, oh, give me my money back, you know, or anything. And I was like, here, like I want to pay you for your time anyway. And she was like, I cannot 
in good like conscious take your money like absolutely not and i was like what if it's a tip for the party She's like hell like, no, no this bitch is probably some master queen somewhere that i don't know about yet <laughs> hell no i'm not taking your money you're gonna come down and <laughs> evil <laughs> money yeah the the extra no we need to take stacy is we need to take her to provincetown one year before women's week and let that those oh. witches yes cry those witches are legit. Man, that's what I was thinking. If I was thinking Madge's, Madge's mystical musings. I'm like, Madge can read out. I'm literally can... moving in with you and going to start and spend my life investigating this. <laughs> that Sounds is super fun. Yeah. <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah, we're going to have to take her to Salem and see if they can. How cool. Can I'm read sure her. that cool. I'm not cool, cool at all. But also, I've done a bunch of the like, the like haunting like type stuff and i like never get anything out of those either you're like a shield. I never, you're like bella i never feel anything i will walk into the graveyard light candles get the ouija board out and be like slap me in the face she's the reason we didn't see ever. ghosts on the ghost tour before my wedding <laughs> sorry they're probably all, ooh, hell no fuck that you know what you're not invited to anything like that anymore the, you're not going did you guys walk through <laughs> the cemetery in p-town when you guys were there did you guys walk no. through the cemetery? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, Gail and Jean and I did, and I had to leave. Like I was like, "This is I'm this I can't handle this. I can't handle it." Like I'm pretty sure Stacy, if you would have walked through, you would have been like, "This I'm gonna have lunch right here." You're like this is delightful. <laughs> yeah, this, this is, is delightful. <laughs> and the weather was perfect. Like oh my god, I was freaking out. Like I can't. I I so believe in that stuff, right? Like that is so deep in me. Like I think I told you guys the story about how, like, when I was a kid, like the I was with all my older cousins and we were doing like a seance upstairs in my aunt's attic. Did I tell you guys the story? Yeah. No. no? You told okay. me it. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And like my cousins were like, you know, we're like, oh, bring bring our grandfather because we had never lost anybody. And we bring our grandfather here and he'll have him show us a sign. And our the light in the fucking closet went off and it was like a pool light. So it wasn't like just like a light switch or like it was a pool, like I'm pull, pull light. It sounds like I'm saying pool light, a pull light. So it was like we heard it like click. We're like, what the fuck? Like we all just like freaked out and like flew downstairs. And like our parents were like, what's wrong? I don't know if someone snuck up. Like what happened? It was so fucking crazy. So I believe in it. I totally I would love for that stuff to happen to me. I've had like weird little stuff happen, like. So my mom's mom was supposed to be supposedly psychic because she was born with what they called a web over her face, which meant that you're going to be psychic. And she was like weird like that. Like she could like say stuff like out of the blue that like, so Lex was always convinced, oh, it's in our bloodline, the women in our family, like it's totally there. And she thinks that she and I have it like between each other. So she's always thinking like, I'll, I texted her the other day, like randomly in my head, I was like, I don't know Lex's blood type. And I texted her and she goes how the hell did you do that and I was like what and she goes I'm getting blood taken for the first time like ever I'm donating blood and they're about to tell me my blood type and I was like I don't know it just popped into my head that I didn't well, know it's also blood on her dog tags you derp derp they don't have dog tags anymore <laughs> oh they don't they don't use them anymore no so I was like oh. so Lex is convinced that we have this like thing between us and I've had like weird coincidences like I dreamt the night my grandpa died and I called my parents at like six in the morning and I was like is grandpa okay like what happened and they're like we haven't heard anything like what are you talking about and I was like I just dreamt that grandpa died and they called me like an hour later and they're like we just got off the phone with grandma he didn't wake up 
Do you remember like when? Had weird do you remember like weird. that? Do you remember when we were hanging out at my my old house and Chris had just died, and we were talking about him, and the uh, dishwasher would go off, and the picture fell off the wall, and like yeah. all this weird shit. Like maybe maybe you're a witch. Oh it wouldn't surprise me. A, I have weird. That would make shit a lot of sense, line. right? Like I was like, what Halloween. is happening right now? Stacy and I were totally sitting in the backyard. That. We were sitting in the backyard talking about a kid I grew up with who we'd been best friends for years, and he died when I was 27. So Stacy was 25. And he had a brain aneurysm, went to sleep, just didn't wake up. It's not anything crazy. Like it just that's all that happened. So we were sitting there talking about him and I had pictures in my hallway of him that were like falling off the wall and the dishwasher and the TV turned on. The I TV remember the dishwasher. On, the dishwasher sure. turned on. Yeah, yeah. It was wild. That is crazy. Yeah. I would have flown out of there. It wasn't I mean, scary my house though. Is, my house is totally decorated for Halloween like 24 7, like year round. So it would be. <laughs> Maybe that's it why you can't be sense. red. It would make sense. Hmm. But like, are witches not open to it? Because I feel like that would be like the perfect like. No, maybe oh, she's boy. just blocked. That's I don't know. I got another town. All right. Um. So we're finally going to talk about glitch. I guess I'm so excited. <laughs> Even though Woo-hoo! Dempsey's Mark doing whatever Dempsey, Dempsey's yeah. doing, we're just staring in an empty room. She's on the phone with her doctor. Oh. All right. So. We'll go with Stacy. Okay. So I want to ask questions, but we need to give out like a massive spoiler alert. If you have not read this book yet, A, what are you doing with your life? But B, like right. stop listening because we are going to give away some major things. So only listen to this if you read it and you're curious about some little details. Okay. Having said that, I have so many questions. Uh-huh. Okay. First of all, loved it. Didn't expect to love it as much as I did. I Ouch. went in like, <laughs> right. I'm I'm like, like this isn't like, my genre. This isn't like I'm not into super I sci-fi stuff. I love it as stuff. much as I love Twilight, and I love Twilight. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's. I Watch was like, I went I went in like, I'm not, this is definitely not something I would choose off the shelf. So, mm-hmm. but then I started reading it, and I was like, oh my gosh, I don't like hear your guys's voices as much as I like thought I would I thought it would be fun to like hear things you know like I the sarcasm for sure but like other I don't read it and you like immediately go oh that was such a jacks thing to say so I think that's really talented of you guys to be able to write that way and not like you know what I mean mm-hmm. not if have it come I off as just how you I, talk I feel like if we didn't know them I wouldn't have heard their voices so much but because yeah. like I feel like I know them and I could tell like oh that's such a Jack's like phrase and because I knew who was writing what I did hear him but if I didn't know there's no way I would have been able dif- to differentiate like who was doing what yeah but yeah same super like, talented and, and the way it read seamlessly between the two like now I know what you guys were talking about when like you said like the first li- si- line was Tess is a fucking idiot. Like it, it read seamlessly. My favorite from line of the chapter. whole book. <laughs> <laughs> one chapter to the next was you couldn't tell that it was switching authors. And I think that's a lot of talent too, because yeah. that could throw people off. Mm-hmm. Um, but okay, so I wrote down my questions because oh. I think they're important. Okay. So number one, can you explain hydrotherapy 
what is your idea behind hydrotherapy or like, how do you picture it in your head? So I'm going to start with this because I think I mentioned it first and then Aaron can add anything. Um, we assumed that, you know, 350 years from now, we're going to have more efficient ways of healing ourselves. Uh, there's nothing more healing and accessible than water. Right. So, um, I, I took it to be kind of like when you drop like a piece of jewelry into one of like those hydro tanks and it shakes all of the like dirt and debris loose. Oh, right. Yeah. I kind of assumed that in the future we'll have some type of capsule that you could step in. That's obviously like water is where we come from. Like the amniotic sac, like it's where, you know, like evolution emerged from. So water is probably the most healing property on the planet to us. So it made sense to me that it had to be water and that there would be a certain amount of vibrations or frequencies or whatever that would take place in that water that would stimulate our cells that would help us grow. So it, it's not based on science or reality or anything they're working on right now. When I came up with the hydro tank, it felt so simple that it seemed like an everyday thing to them. Whereas to us, it's like, because I believe in energy, that's like, I don't believe in God. I believe in energy. And I think everything is tied to energy. I assumed that at some point in our future, water and energy would be able to come together and heal us in some way. So that is where the hydro tank came from for me. And my play on it. <laughs> I literally we never actually my, talked the, about this. We I just put never, it in there we were, and it was. We were so assumed. in sync though. Like. <laughs> Because I immediately go to Star Wars. Mm. But there's a scene where Luke, after he gets picked up in Hoth. To be fair, I've never seen any of the new Star Wars. No, this is old. Oh, I don't remember. This is, yeah. No, this is like Empire Empire Strikes Back. He gets, he's 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 on the, the ice planet hoth and he gets he gets picked up by like the ice monster creature and he gets dropped and beat up and you know han saves him and afterward they show him in this giant tank basically with a robot like fixing him while he's in the water well, there you like go. and yeah. it takes him like hours to heal instead of like so Jackie's like, you know, water would come from the earth and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, Star Wars. Yeah, I don't remember that in Star Wars. There's some like superhero movies movies or something. There's some, I don't know if it was X-Men or something like that where they get put into like a, like a hydro tank where it's some type of liquid and chemical where they get healed. And that's what I had pictured. Like when Wolverine goes into the one, like that's what oh, I yeah. pictured. Yeah. Yeah, it probably was somewhere in my head. I don't, I'm not claiming uh, right. it was an original idea, but right. that's what I was thinking of when I wrote it that eventually we'll get to the point where we can use like vibrations in water to heal us. Right? Yeah. I think like superficial think injuries. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Not anything like, you know, right. they're not uh, regrowing arms. Right. Right. Maybe I who knows. <laughs> I'm thinking about something like that one day. And I also thought about that movie with Jennifer Lawrence where um they go into the spaceship and then he ends up popping her thing open early i forget what it's called but they go into space oh, passenger isn't that no, passenger passenger oh. passenger yeah and they can go into this tank and it tells them every single thing that's wrong with them and mm-hmm. like tells you all of it it was something like hydro means water in my mind yeah yeah that's what yeah it is. That is what it, <laughs> that, it that is just what it means. It's not that's just like it, in yeah. your mind. That's what it is. <laughs> so it's good it that oh, that's it's what it means in, in your mind. <laughs> because that's what it means. <laughs> I pictured those zero, the deprivation tanks. Yeah, for sure. 
Absolutely. That's what I picture. The pods where like you're, it's quiet and dark. And when I wrote it, I pictured someone just floating in a tank, like yeah. just like completely suspended, and they're just being healed in more rapid succession. It's not instantaneous, but they could spend a few hours in a hydro tank and scars, cuts, bruises, broken There's bones. There's that one with Angelina Jolie too, where they she, they can like curve the bullet. Oh yeah, yeah. That so there you go. Too. I'm sure it was in my subconscious somewhere from yeah. all of these things. Yeah. It wasn't but intentional. But it's good to know yeah. that it's, it's yeah. something that other people have also <laughs> imagined happening. Yeah. It's, I, um, yeah. I think we're, that we're gone now. My next question is, did you name Isa because she has like ice in her veins? She's oh. icy. Or, oh. and if not, where did the name come from? Uh, we wanted Jackie Isa. named them both. Yeah, I named them both. both. Um, I very Mm -hmm. much wanted Isa to, first of all, I didn't want to give them typical like 20, 23 names. I wanted them to be, have more meaning behind them. Um, And Isa, I was actually just looking up um, names that mean warrior or like fighter or defender. And Isa just was my favorite. So I sent it to Aaron and I said, what do you think about this? But I wanted their names. I wanted their first names to be very different and their last names to be still tied to like our human history where it's like, you can still feel that like, uh, I don't know, ancestral tie to where they are in the future is where they are now. So um, that's where, that's where that came from. It was so fitting because as soon as I like read like about like, stuff about her I was like it's perfect ice in your veins like I said that's a good point though I didn't think of that um and the same first I call I in my head said strider but you said I was pronouncing it wrong I know and I wish we had yeah it's straighter in our yeah. heads it was straighter yeah yeah Which I did say to her I was like I'm actually glad we didn't go with strider because strider's from Lord of the Rings so oh I didn't I'm know like, that I'm happy about that I'm I'm glad same it's thing straighter, we but... just looked up the meanings of names from uh Germany actually and that's how the straighter was formed. Um, I'm going to save this next one because I actually have like an excerpt I want to read with it. So I'm going to save this next question. Oh the my next God, Stacey came fucking prepared, man. Oh, I was <laughs> like last week because I, I saved the last 50 pages of the book to read Friday morning so that I would be on top of my game for last week. Like I was. You really ready. did enjoy it. I did, I'm telling you. So at like. One point you talk about, um, I think it's only mentioned once in the book, that Takano is one area, almost like a a state. So does that mean there are other states around? And do they, like, do business with them? Do they ever travel, like, to other, like, places? What are the other places like Takano? Well, funny you should ask. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead, (laughs) Erin. Well, I think we're going to get into this in the next book. Am I right? Yeah. Jackie? Yes. Mm-hmm. So our, I don't, to be honest, I don't know if we ever talked about it to begin with. Yeah. <laughs> we were so focused on just building the world of Takano that we were like, nothing else mattered at the time. Like we knew that there was like an alliance that, you know, there was definitely a group of countries that have come together to save the world. Um when it came to climate change and how do we do that? Um, so originally, I think in my mind, I didn't even consider that there were possibly other states within the United States that didn't become Takano. They're all but Takano. I think we're, 
Yeah, like I was like, they're all Takano, but I kind of feel like we might go into an area where maybe some states like Florida <laughs> become Takano. I don't know, but we're kind of in that building area where we're like, do we want to like single some some things out that aren't, you know, like like when you think of Florida in particular, just because I live here and I hate it, but like you know, like that fucking giant blob of seaweed coming toward us. We get red tide every year. Like it's very clear that like as a whole, the state doesn't give a shit about the environment. And obviously it's very politically motivated, but it's, it's, it doesn't seem to get any better and it's just progressively gotten worse. So it's like, that's where we're kind of going. Like as, as America, when do we have that cutoff of like, we're going to save us and you're either with us or against us. So I think that's where our, our history building is coming in is like, so when do we make that, that cutoff? Is mostly as big as the United States. That's what I think we were originally thinking like that. Takano is what happened after the United States and the great climate wars. That's what happened. It became so- yeah okay how, how we kind I of pictured it like this i pictured it like the size of like the west coast like smaller than the united states but it's what the united states turned into because of climate change destroying everything else so we haven't right. actually identified how far takano actually is yet and one of the reasons for that is the last book the third is actually going to take place all in like the current day Takano and like how it's set up and how it's kind of, let me back up. One of the things I want to, I wanted to avoid. And one of the things that annoys me about science fiction books is the tremendous amount of time they take in world building where they spend chapters and chapters and chapters and chapters talking about landscape and energy and like how everything is designed where I kind of, in my head, I kind of wanted people to find out in like pieces because the main reason, because of all this time jumping they're doing, Takano is going to change drastically because there are there are long lasting effects tied to what they're doing. And so for me, Takano was more, it's not necessarily divided as states as we know it. This is what was in my head while we were writing it. It's more right. of an alliance of states, areas, territories that have decided that they're part of the allied state that joined during the climate wars and what you'll see unfold in book two is that you have a certain population of people that has remained silent all these years but has been actively fighting against that change much like the confederacy and the north that we see in our current like political situation so takano represents the group of people that decided it was more important to save climate refugees than to bomb the shit out of their countries. And we're going to kind of see how that has shaped and molded the current political system that exists now and will exist for Takano itself in the future. Takano was a bit of a utopia. And because now these people are messing with the harmony of it and the history of it, that's going to drastically change for them. So Takano, in my head, much like when the United States was formed, was much more of like a vision than necessarily like a map. 
So you could live in different parts of North America and be considered part of Takano. Um, as far as where its actual location is for us, it's it's like near Boston, Washington, D.C., like that area, Massachusetts, New York, like that area. We haven't identified actual boundaries yet because there's no point of reference for it for what we have here. But we do give clues like Malia works essentially at MIT, right? What exists in MIT yeah. 350 years from now, because that's how she gets hooked up with Tess. So I I didn't want to give a def definitive, like, here are the boundaries, here's what it is, because I don't think in the future that's something that should exist. I think that if you want to believe in something and you want to be part of something, that should be borderless. And for me, that was kind of the feeling I was going for with it. it there's no definitive walls or cutoffs or immigration checkpoints. Like if you're part of Takano, you're part of Takano. Right. So it's not like they're living in a I bubble. Right. 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 No. And I, and I feel like I sort of, I, I probably saw it more as like a bordered area, but only you because. You probably should have talked about this. <laughs> well, maybe. Yeah. Maybe that's something to talk about. Let's, let's pencil this one in. <laughs> I'm going to something we should. <laughs> take some notes. Take a page out of Stacy's book and write some notes down here. But like my uh, my thought too is though that if you are part of it, you're part of it. Like you believe in it and you want to be a part of it. Like obviously, when I think of like um, America not being America anymore, the first thing I think of is Gilead and the handmade handmade sale, right? Like. It's the very first thing I think of. And like, there's obviously clear borders and there's, you know, there's, there's people, the rebellion, yada, yada. So like, in my mind, I think ultimately, like, I think of also like the world that, um, uh, what's her, what's her name? Uh, that did the, uh, I mean, uh the, the Hunger Games. Oh, I can't think Who of did the Hunger. Yeah. Like, uh, like. Yeah, like, but like the author, but I'm just saying like her, oh. her view of like what the districts are, but like within the districts, there are still people that revolt, right? Like, so it's like that whole idea. So like, I think Jackie's idea of like, you're in it and you believe in it, but there's always going to be like some people that don't. Well, so. I should be clear. Like I always considered Takano to be the United States, like geographically and Canada or Mexico or whatever part wanted to be involved in it. And I don't think they had enough rebellion to fight, to put up borders or fight against it because I think borders okay, no longer yeah. exist because of climate okay, catastrophe. Yeah. And there just right. weren't enough defectors to have to establish those types of things. Um, I also think the fact that like, we don't have clear definitions of this or like we have different definitions of this is completely intrinsic to like Amara and Isa and their view of the world. Like to Amara... <laughs> right. It's very much like, if you want to be part of this, we will welcome you with open arms. Or ICE is like, no, fuck them. We cut them off here. Like, we're not letting them. Like, we need a border. <laughs> if they're from Florida, they're not coming here. <laughs> like, that's. Florida. Yeah. I think that's very indicative of ICE and Amara. That's so funny because that's, so yeah. <laughs> that's so not like how I normally would think. So, like, I'm, I'm becoming ICE. Oh, my God. But I, I picture Takana as being so peaceful and so, like, kumbaya that they didn't need the borders to differentiate. Right. right. I think it was it was more in my brain I needed to picture how big it was, basically. At least oh, the yeah, size absolutely. of the United States. Okay. Maybe venturing into Canada and Mexico too. Yeah. Um 
I hope this comes off right. But did you intentionally make Amara black so that she could face race issues in the past when you were writing? Um, no, I made her black because I wanted it to not be important, which is why you don't actually see the color of her skin mentioned until she has to face it in the 1960s. I wanted it to be completely insignificant as it exists in Sakano. So it actually kind of surprises the reader when she says, is it because I'm black? Yeah. That the reader is kind of shocked into it to realize that that's a thing now that they have to think about. I loved that, by the way. That was Because I was doing, for the people, I already told Jax this, but for our listeners, I was doing our dream cast and casting, you know, my movie of Glitch. And I was, within the first 50, 60 pages, I had already picked out a lot of the main characters. And I was like, I'm having a hard time with Amara. Like, does she have some physical features you could tell me so that I can start to look at, like, actors that are, actresses that I'm thinking of? And she goes, well, you know, she's black. And I hadn't got to that page yet. And I was like, shut up. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yep. Okay. <laughs> but it was intended loved, to be insignificant. Yeah. And then I loved after I knew that. And then when she faces the people in the diner that are like, I don't want to eat with a person of color. Like I was like, yes, this is like perfect. This is why what I thought this is why Jack's made her black, you know, it was intentional to not identify that because it didn't matter to them until then. Right. None of it, like, it didn't matter. Like sexual orientation. Right. Which is mentioned a few times in the book um, that it doesn't matter in the future because it's not something you need to identify about yourself. Nobody gives a shit. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. But it was um, supposed to be jarring when you found out. Not jarring, but just like, oh, shit. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, aha. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, who had the idea for the book in the first place and how did you like come up with doing it together? Jackie. Well, Aaron and I like Jackie. writing together in general. <laughs> um, Aaron and I complement each other together. I'm, I'm very good at some things. Aaron's very good at some things and like the places I lack in, she's good at and vice versa. So, um, we enjoy it. And the idea itself, I think, came from me. Um, but it has definitely evolved as like a cohesive. We both had a lot of ideas for the project. But it's um, I think the seed of the idea came from me of like, hey, what if we listen? I drive a lot. I'm in I'm in the car a lot commuting. <laughs> so I call I call Aaron and I'm like, Hey, I got an idea. Tell me what you think about this. And it just, yeah. we spent two years on Glitch. Glitch was a long project. Um, we're both very, very proud of it, but it was, we spent a long time thinking about things and plotting things out. It's taken a lot of shapes and forms. And there was one point that we were going to have it like that. It was bred out of ambition had been bred out of people to keep them complacent. And like, we had like all of these ideas and stuff for it before it took the the form it is now. And um, we already have kind of the outline for the next two books written out because of that. And I think I was just rereading some of it today because I saw that Aaron had started editing it. I get notices when Aaron edits things. And um, I, I think we have a really good, plot line plan for it that's going to 
keep readers just as interested and excited with each book um as they as they come out spoiler you want a spoiler yeah no well not well not a spoiler i don't want a spoiler i like a a sneak peek well you got got the first chapter yeah Yeah, no i want a sneakier peek like what (laughs) like i I just want a sneak peek into it how about is there gonna be another villain aside from yes writer yeah straighter yes there is someone above uh-huh. straighter oh shit that's a huge spoiler damn um okay Why i'm almost done, like a marvel book almost with two badass lesbians well because straighter's not the nlb all right like he got his he was Takano elite so someone talked him out of it right yeah so that's yeah. not it's not really a spoiler it's how does well, one would be the, the how, does about villains, yeah. how does a villain become a villain they get talked mm-hmm. into it by some other bad villain there's gonna be a thanos kind of <laughs> he had his supervisor that was there with him too and it's not so much like he had like a his origin story, it was that he has a different idea of how the world should be than the place he lives. So, I mean, like... But someone convinced him of that. Mm-hmm. Through that. Okay. He had been everything indoctrinated into the society that they live in, so someone is responsible for breaking that in him. Did you know that he was going to be a villain when you started writing the book? Yes. Okay. I and we knew it had to be there. someone close to Isa. And yeah. we always knew there would be someone more than him. Yeah. Which um, is why okay. there's three. This is a big one. Does Isa not use the gun throughout the book to kind of prove that guns are not needed in the well, future? Like, that. Yeah. 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 I kind of, yes. Um, I kind of like picked up on that. And then I was like, she thinks about it like it and there's that part where like Amara picks it up and like she thinks about it and the fact I feel like it's glaringly obvious that they don't use it and that there is like a voice behind that well like her also her training is not in guns right like her training is to beat the fuck out of someone it's hand-to-hand combat right exactly like she was trained to be like a badass without the use of like our weapons today's weapons like in the future it's it, they go back to the ways of old like a sword uh you know a javelin uh you know a, a, like like a, a shield yeah like she's literally yeah. a warrior so which is interesting how it seems like we as like society like progressed into guns and technology and then regressed in the future to go back to what really matters Right. And well, and it's, and, and I think in my mind in particular, and I I don't think Jackie and I ever talked about it, but she, she actually wrote the scene when, you know, you're talking about when she's like, you know, Amara picks the gun up. Like in my mind, Isa not using the gun has a lot more to do with like her reluctance to give in to the, the, the past's brutality, right? Like, it's she's been beaten into her head that she is this great elite warrior and i think in her mind and like i didn't ever say this but like in my mind what she's thinking is i shouldn't need that 
to kill somebody. I should be able to snap their neck without any issues. Like, and she I'm does stronger. portray that, at right? Like, the she's stronger, color. she's faster, she's quicker, she's all the things that are more than anybody from the past. And that goes into, you know, survival of the fittest. That goes into, you know, evolution. Like, literally, we go into that too, like, where it's like, you know, when Tess comes flying through, like she's obviously just a fucking idiot. <laughs> fucking Tess. Well, and we also oh. touch on it too when in that alley fight, <clears throat> when right. Amara finds Isa, and you kind of get a glimpse into the using a knife is so much more personal. Like oh. you have to do shooting a gun from 30 feet away doesn't take a tremendous amount of bravery. It's are you willing to push a knife into someone and feel their, their flesh tear and feel their bones push against you and look into their eyes where you can, you can shoot someone from with a gun from a rooftop and how willing are you to take someone's life, which is why it takes such a toll on ISA. These aren't arbitrary kills that you see in other books. These are calculated intentional decisions that ISA has felt. She has no other way to protect herself for the people that she cares about than to put herself through that kind of trauma of watching the life drain from someone's eyes. Like that, that, that is intentional. With. Yeah. So that she's so, trained with, like these are all fellow elite soldiers. So you have right? to put like, some thought into killing someone. It's not, it's not arbitrary. Right. So do you think it's more about ISIS personality of I can do hand-to-hand combat or do you think that guns are not needed is more of a tagline? Like, when you think of the book and like it's it's taglines of like sexuality doesn't matter in the future uh the color of your skin doesn't matter in the future climate change is a real thing and it matters and then do you think that guns are not needed is like a, a statement of the book all I of it yes yeah. yes yeah absolutely that's I why you I- can hear them when they're doing this stuff like in my like it's like i'm like okay like this is totally, <laughs> it's all intentional this it's is all totally yeah. Yeah. like yes it's it's all it, it's everything we all talk about every week i feel yeah like, I, I, I felt like that too we could have put when yeah. isa leaves that car when they get to that diner and isa leaves that car she intentionally lures them into the alleyway she could have easily climbed up on the roof and taken them both out when they walked in with little to no fanfare with a gun but she chooses to honor her training and what she thinks is important <clears throat> and to give them a fair fight. And that's very, I said, that's very, you know, what it means to be an elite soldier <clears throat> 300 years from now. Like that's, she also that's wants what it means to beat them. She yeah. wants to kick their ass. She wants like, to prove that she's worthy of it. Right. Isa she doesn't wants lose. To, no, Isa she's doesn't like, lose. fuck this. Like, I'm bigger. I'm stronger. I'm faster. Like, period, bitch. Mm-hmm. Like, she's like, I don't give a shit how much bigger you are than me. I'm going to snap your neck. Like, that's just step off. Yeah, you know? that's like, who she is. It well, really is. And it, <clears throat> it became like this, like, joke between Jackie and me. Because I was like, so just kill him and she's like yeah fucking kill him I'm like all right done like, right. so we're just gonna kill him huh because i think i think isa also always has that no matter what isa has to do she has that tether through amara that she always feels seen and loved because amara is never 
Amara didn't even question her when she walked into that alley of, did you have to do this or why did you do this? Amara loves her unconditionally and assumes that she did it because there was no other choice for her. And her immediate concern is Isa's mental health, not what happened. So I think what makes Isa able to do what Isa does throughout the book is because Amara loves, loves her. Yeah. I love their relationship. Yeah. Like, do. God. <laughs> I fucking do too. Like, <laughs> I, you know, it's so funny because I told Jackie this a lot. I'm like, I don't often like what I write. I don't know why. It's my imposter syndrome, whatever. I'm not, I don't even want to get into that. No. But this book, like, I don't know if it's just because Jackie's such a great partner when it comes to writing, when it comes to friendship, all the things. Like, it just felt great when we finally fucking nailed it like it just felt good and i've i'm proud of books that i've written but this did one you guys I know when you nailed it like yeah. oh shit yeah we, we, yeah. When we finished this book we're like this is this is great listen i know when i write books that are good and i write when i write books that are mediocre and a lot of my early books i wish i could go back and rewrite and there's you know, you know. and we've been saying through this whole thing this is a great book yeah and it's There's so just funny because no, yeah, Mike drop. But it's mm-hmm. just their relationship in general. Like I'm never normally like a second chance romance kind of person. Like that's just not my jam. I'm like, once it's over, it's over, right? Like, come on. <laughs> like, don't go back. But in this particular circumstance, because we wrote them as soulmates, like they were destined to be together. Like one of my favorite lines is the line that Jackie has Amara say about that their story was written in the stars, essentially. Like, they are soulmates. And writing two characters that are so different, who so belong together, was such a great exercise in understanding that people can love each other no matter what. Like, no matter what. Like, you know the the fucking shit that Isa put Amara through and Amara still found a way to put it in the past and forgive her and love and she still loved her it didn't matter she still loved her she always loved her but be, being able to forgive someone for their worst well yeah because Isa just dropped her right and it's yeah. like what, yeah, I mean right and it's like the the courage and the love that you know that Amara has is so it's written so well jackie did fucking phenomenal with amara like i tell her all the time like it's your best fucking character like period it is um and i just so crazy because i pictured jackie writing isa the same everyone the whole time i pictured her writing isa too let me tell you at all she (laughs) i was like 100 wrote amara and that goes into my last question i have two questions and a quote but my last question because she's so researchy and so into history and so thoughtful i was like this is jackson's character 100 percent. so i didn't even think of isa as being jackson's character that's like, true too you're like that's the yeah. first person that said that to she's, me it's all history and research and knowledge and and let's not read uh, yeah, we all know that's not me i don't even know how I to think take notes because, for the podcast. i think it's because we know them though because like because yeah. you can see highlights of them I I I would write a scene and send Lair Aaron. I almost called you Laren. Aaron like <laughs> articles. I'm like read this before you respond. Yeah. Like read this article. <laughs> Amara has Jax's sarcasm. 
like, they both have both yes. of their sarcasm yes. on her. Yes, I'm like, I oh, fucking, fuck. every that's time I read something, my sister like being sassy. <laughs> <laughs> well, like when Jackie's like the audacity of white men. Yes. I was like, right. that's yes, so that was Jackie all the way. Like that it is so Jackie. Jack. But I love it because it's so Amara now, right? Like it's Amara, mm-hmm. like. Doesn't yeah, mediocrity of men is alive and well in 1963. Right. Yeah, <laughs> like one of the best lines. Yeah, like it's just it's so I don't know. I just had such a great time with these characters, and I'm enjoying starting with them in book two. Like it's it. I've never written a series. Like I don't know what the fuck goes into it, but like it's exciting that I don't have to let them go. I which brings me to a big character of Aaron's, which is tell us how Tess's character happened, <laughs> and did you discuss her fate at all, tell or us, did Aaron. you write it chapter by chapter? Tell us, Aaron. I'm, so, I'm sorry, I'm going through a tunnel. I'm breaking. <laughs> Oh, tell us how Tess happened, I had Aaron. a similar question that was where did you draw some of the situations that, like, did you draw from your own personal life? Draw, tell us, Aaron, where did Tess come from? Okay, so I was writing one day, <laughs> and I was writing the scene when they get to Boston, and I didn't want it to be the same as when they arrived in LA. Like, I did not want that. Like, that's the last thing I fucking wanted. I was like, they can't do everything the same. That's going to be boring for the reader, and it's going to be boring for us, because the whole point is for it to be a different kind of book. So... <laughs> <laughs> So I just was writing, and all of a sudden, here comes Tess. Like she just fucking appeared in my mind. But I will say, well, I had watched a show. I'm not going to say it because I know we're going to do our dream cast. So I'll tell you then. But like, I was watching the show and I was like, oh my God, I fucking love this actress. Like, I want her in this book. How am I going to do this? So I was like, ah, Tess. Da, 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 da. And she was born. And at first, she was an android. And Jackie was like, no, absolutely not. Like she was sent back from like by Malia. Da, da, da. And like Jackie's like, no, let's not do that. And I was like, all right, but I don't want to get rid of her. I don't care what you say. We're not getting rid of her. So I found a way to keep her. And um, I'm actually, she's one of my favorite characters. Like I really love her. When I think Aaron sent me back that chapter. Movie. I was reading and I was like, what the f- fuck is this like we this 100% did not talk about it and I no. literally when Jackie said that I was just like please Jackie don't make me get rid of her because I really love her like I pulled the whole like I was like all right was we'll like, make it work please yeah. Jackie can we keep her like, like she was like a like stray a dog puppy. <laughs> like a puppy yeah right I was just like please Jackie I don't want to get rid of her can we please keep her and she was just like fine but you got to rework her because I don't like it like this and I'm like all right so I reworked it because my whole thought process is it wouldn't have been the same if she was one of the androids well right and it also like I think ultimately what makes it exciting is that well one we had to figure out how to fucking explain her but two like she becomes very integral to the story right like she be- becomes a part of their she lives will in the second book more and she's funny Aaron gave yeah. birth to her yeah I gave, so now I, we're stuck I birthed her I found her on this I fa- she's a stray dog and I kept her and I love her so she's staying <laughs> and she feeds but, her like, and waters her so it's fine <laughs> I mean what are you gonna do but like one of the things I really like about her now is that we've given her this total geek 
character you know like she's just a geek she's like a scientisty computer dork and like i love it and she's- well malia's in love with her so right. you, so you know what i wish like i when i was reading and i need to read more of y'all's books because i was like i felt so honored that like i knew you guys and that i feel like even just through the podcast and stuff like we have kind of not been a part of it but like been going through it with you guys and hearing getting to hear about it and that like we get to talk to you every week or i talk to you know jackson aaron and with stacy like more but i was like how fucking cool is this like you guys like these people that i have in my life are so talented and have the ability to take your mind somewhere to a space where you're like you make people feel feelings and you make them attach to people and you take them through a story and take them through like this really cool experience of doing something and i'm like how fucking cool is it that i know the two people that did this and i get to talk to them about it and like kind of be there with the be there with them through the process of it not really because i know you guys put hundreds of hours into this kind of stuff but it's like how fucking cool is that like you guys i wish there was something i wish one of us was like famous so there was a way we could better promote how talented y'all are because you're so talented like uh, the the only books i've ever read was twilight's the jax's first book and this book and it took me back to like twilight where i was like you know (laughs) going like we're like, I couldn't, we're, we're like, I couldn't put it down, you know, like, oh shit. Oh shit. Oh, oh okay. Like y'all are so talented and I'm so impressed and I'm not, you know, good with books and stuff, but for somebody that doesn't read to enjoy something like that so much from two people that I love and care about, I'm like, who can say that? That like, I know these authors. I'm like, huh? Well, I know. Uh-huh. Well, one's my sister, then one's my homie. I mean, you know, whatever. <laughs> you know, yeah, no big deal. <laughs> you know, like if if we could get somehow like figure out how to promote y'all, th- this book would be a hit, like a huge hit. <laughs> yeah, and listeners, so and we've time. got all these listeners. Like what? 6,000 listeners or whatever it is like, Hey, like, somebody out there, let us know how we can promote better. They y- y'all crushed this book, like completely blew it out of the water. You guys absolutely crushed it. And I'm so honored to be able to be in your life and know you and have a relationship with you and get to talk to you about it. Like, it is so cool. Like it's, it's just a really, really cool thing. So thank you for giving me another cool card um (laughs) julie doesn't have enough (laughs) (laughs) so it's it's really cool with Aaron throwing tess into the mix in that like way Jax, did you ask her where am i going with this character did you just write the next chapter like fuck it i'm gonna run with tess too no i've called her and i was like what are you doing we're in like the last third of the book <laughs> like what what is this about but she was so like committed to her and so 
because glitch has such like a, a romantic love stuff love story through it um we knew we were gonna need another like couple in it at some point so i was okay with the idea of tess i wish she had like bounced the idea off me but like you know it aaron's aaron aaron's gonna aaron and Aaron's gonna Zach. More fun to surprise Aaron's you. Gonna Zach. Aaron's gonna Zach. And Aaron's gonna Zach. 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 Yeah. So, Zach attacked. Yeah, I got I got Zacked. Um, so whose idea was it then to make her jump back into the time machine? I think best, it was part well, of the I guess book. technically best part. Of well, the book. we, we talked about it. We talked one. about it. Yeah. Because okay, we're good. like, you were not just gonna add her in and put this work into her to like abandon her somewhere. So we need right. to yeah. we right. need to keep her. So, so it, how are it we? It would have made back? you feel different. I love that she other characters. What's that, Joel? I said it would have made you feel differently. Like you're not just gonna leave her. Right? Well, we tried. We tried to leave her. No. And stubborn ass little puppy followed us through the gate. So that was. But it would It just makes so much sense, right? <laughs> like she's just a puppy. <laughs> what do you feel differently though about Isa and Amara? No, she jumped in there like nope, nope, nope. Where are you going? Yeah. I'm coming too. Yeah, like you guys are taking me with you, <laughs> bitches. <laughs> I'm well, coming too. I think. I think for, well, for me, I in I can't speak for Aaron, but like, I don't know, Isa and Amara. They they feel very much like twin flames to me, and twin flames will either burn each other to death or they'll unite and be together forever. And now, like to me, it feels like no matter what, for the rest of the series, it would feel very disingenuous to have them like break up, get back together, break up, get back together. Like now right. that they're committed to each other, they're going to be committed to each other. So they're going to need other like obstacles and romantic interference to make the series feel viable. And it can't be their own romantic nonsense because that's not that how twin flames old. work. That would get old. Anyway. Well, and it's not yeah. true to their characters. They're very committed people. Like right, right. it took Amara three quarters of the book to give back into Isa. But now that she's in, Amara's in. Like she's all in. And there's nothing that's going to stop her from protecting Isa or doing what she thinks is best for Isa or their relationship. So it would have felt disingenuous to to try to plan another two books around breakups or misunderstandings or whatever especially because both of their characters are so honest with each other um and that's another thing that you get from twin flames right like you're not going to have miscommunication issues like Amara's going to tell isa what the fuck she's thinking whether or not isa likes it or not the world needs more amaras well so you have to have these <clears throat> like cursory characters that are going to bring some of that more romantic drama to the series because Isa and Amara now aren't breaking up right. like that. They're going to be kept apart. They're going to go through trials and tribulations. Like they're going to have to overcome things, but they're not. And maybe that's a spoiler, but I would hope our readers realize that by the end of this, they're not, they're not breaking up and neither of their personalities speak to being wishy-washy right. on that subject. Like they're, they're all black in. and white when they're it comes to relationships. Yeah. 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 yeah they absolutely. found their way back to each other and that's it. Right. Full stop. Isa is too loyal to go away and Amara's too logical to veer away. Right. So, yeah. She's too smart. She's this is what it is. Well, yep. one of the th it's funny because our editor who she did a she did a great job. Like she pointed out a ton of stuff to us that we needed to fix and tweak and work on. So this isn't like a 
oh, she fucked this up in any type of way. Like we appreciated a ton of her insight. But at one point she was like, I think Amara, like she's being too hard on Isa. And Aaron and I said, no, that's not who Amara is. She's not being too hard on her. She's being Amara and we're keeping it in. She thought the readers were going to get angry about like, and it was that kind oh, of, no. it was that argument that they had where Amara wouldn't let up on the, you didn't tell me the truth. Like you abandoned me and didn't fill me in on anything. And I'm still mad at you for it. And our editor actually wanted us to cut that part and have them have Amara be like, no, I understand. It makes sense. But to us, that wasn't who Amara is. Like, because if Amara is going to commit completely forever, she needs to have this fight. She needs to hear all of it. She needs, she needs all the details. She needs all the truth. Mm -hmm. The, the, the like placating her with, you know, oh, but I did it because I loved you. That's not going to be good enough for her. When we stop recording. So this was actually a time where we pushed back against the editor and kept things in because we felt so, I felt so connected to Amara and I think she felt so connected to Isa. We're like, no, this is how it has to play out. Amara has to get all of her anger out. Isa has had 10 years to come to grips with it. Amara's had two weeks. It's like that. you have to let her go through all of this. For sure. Because once Amara's committed, once Amara's committed, she's done. Right. Like she's always been committed to Isa. She's always loved her. She didn't veer off the way Isa did and sleep with a bunch of random women. Like <laughs> she's always been committed to Isa. So we had to c- create, Aaron wasn't wrong. We need these like secondary characters to push romantic plot lines. She just forward. wishes that I would have run her by her. <laughs> That's all I'm saying, Aaron. You know, That's all I'm I saying. Mean, <laughs> next time. Shoot a text. Next time. <laughs> I won't send a smoke signal. You know, it's so funny though, is that to be completely honest, and I know I probably should have run her by you, and I apologize, but I think you're used to be by now. So, yeah, I'm used to. But I got like it's, but it's, I write so seat of my, like fly by the seat of my pants sometimes Mm -hmm. that it's like she literally came out of nowhere. Like she was, I believe you. I totally and then I was you. like, holy shit, like, I like her. I don't want to get rid of her, but I hope Jackie likes her. Okay, here, have a But no it. precursor. Let's she goes, I added goes. something. I added something in this chapter. Let me know what you think. <laughs> a whole fucking character. <laughs> a whole character who's got, like, a backstory. I think if you're having a camera on me when I read that, I was like, fucking Aaron, man. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, I heard it. I heard it. Like, we, I think we have telepathy a little bit because I was like, fuck, Jackie. Well, I think I called me. you and I go, what are you doing? Like, what, like are you, what are you doing? <laughs> I was like, nothing. I'm driving. And she's like, I don't mean that, you dick. <laughs> mm. um, so I have one more question and it's aimed at Jax. And then I just have a little quote that I think was one of my favorite quotes. So this is like the little excerpt that goes with the question. So this is when... Um, Amara is schooling, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think it's Amara is schooling Michael in the car. So she says, in, 18, so <laughs> in 1824, Joseph Ward calculated an Earth-sized planet at our distance from the sun ought to be much colder. He theorized that there must be something acting as a blanket. That was proven in 1856 when Eunice Foote showed the carbon dioxide in the atmosphere, in the atmosphere was, in fact, that blanket. 
40 years later, physicist John Tyndall recognized Earth's natural greenhouse effect and suggested even a slight change in the atmospheric composition could bring about climatic variations. That was further affirmed by a paper written in 1896 by Swedish scientist Vante Arnelis. Ar I don't know about that one. He first predicted changes in atmospheres atmospheric carbon dioxide levels could substantially sleep substantially alter the surface temperature and i stopped there because it it went you on you picked the most boring section of the book to radia go ahead what's your question the is it true was, <laughs> the point was number one is that true yes is all of the quotes that you quote yes. or all the facts that you quote like that true yes and if so what was your uh research process to come up with such perfect quotes for the so, book. I like that she knows that was you, even though that's in Isa's part. <laughs> she knows she's like, no, Jackie fucking research this. <laughs> so I really wanted subtly to hit home how long we've known about climate change for, right? Like this wasn't because one of the tenets of Takano is that now history is written by all points of view, not just the winners, right? So because they had an actual climate war that separated, essentially divided the world. Um, I wanted the facts to be accurate, that people could actually Google and look up and see that, no, this is fucking taking place. Like this is what is happening. And we have known about it since the 1800s and we've chosen to do nothing. All of that is yeah. accurate. Anytime I reference climate catastrophe or science like in that area not like hydro tanks or hydrotherapy or whatever but climate right. change all of it is true um even so when you look at anna and her journey that is a true journey of like the first uh climate scientist like how she worked for the national no shit. yeah all of it is true too. all of it is no true. Shit. no shit the years that it was established all of it is accurate and that was very I love intentional. That. I'm so glad. It took me a lot of research because I didn't want to just put it in there based off one source. I cross-checked it, multiple checked it, like, but all of it. And I got most of it from the National Oceanograph um, Institute, uh, the the NASA website, like all of it is scientifically proven. So if anyone Googles those sections, even the professor that she's listening um, speak in UCLA is a real person. He was the leading climate scientist and weather scientist of the time. All of it is historically accurate if someone were to Google it. Even and that's the kind of shit that I would send Aaron articles and be like, you need to read this. This is what I'm referencing. Don't change it. Like this is, and when we go into the second book, the where they land the first time because they're going to time jump in the second book and they're going to a laboratory that created the first nuclear weapon scientifically accurate all of it like yeah. i she forced aaron to read too. all of that shit so that we stay in line that if people were to google it to see for historical accuracy it's in line with it that stuff i love that very that. that's such a me. jack thing to do mm -hmm. I want people to really be aware how long we've known about what could very well destroy our, our world. And so yeah. I've taken no, uh, and here's the thing, here's the truth of it. I don't need to take any liberties with it because it it's, it's where we're right heading. There. It's yeah. all real. Yeah. And the fact that Amara has the capability to look back 
and see it all for what it is, see it from, you know, 30,000 feet away and see what's happening was really, really important to me. So, um, I wanted Amara to be that voice of truth, whether you liked it or not. So most of the things Amara says, if you see a reference to history or climate science or anything like that, you can Google it and it's all there. Yeah. Such a Jack's thing to do. And I love that because I was hoping it was, but I was like, I know I have The research that went into this book, let me tell you this. If you guys were to go to the beginning and they talk about the first day of school at UCLA in 1963, accurate. We looked it up. If you go to the place, the actual um, apartment complex that they stay in, in Venice, historically accurate, it existed at that time. It's the same prices as it was at that time. The price price of the VW bug that they paid for, historically accurate. Truman's still exists. Their secret sauce was what made them famous. All of those, if there was an opportunity to make things historically accurate, we did it. The only things that veer away that we took liberty with are interpersonal like developments or relationships. Everything else is you can Google it. That's why this one of the reasons this book took so long to write. It's historically accurate. The fact that we didn't put ISA into the engineering program, historically accurate. Like all of those things. Black people existing in the meteorology program at the time, there was only three at the time, historically accurate. Like I took, I went to great lengths uh, when I described what the UCLA campus looked like at that time, even because she's just watching Michael play football, historically accurate. Like I, I went to extraordinary lengths to make sure it was all true. And I just rode her coattails. Okay. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> like I was like in school with her, like tapping out of her notes. I was like, great. She did this work. I don't have to fucking do it. The way I, the way we described Venice Beach at the time and Santa Monica Pier, all historically accurate. Like all of that. I didn't want anyone who maybe lived during that time or knew people during that time to read it and be pulled out of the story. I wanted it all to be true. Even so, Boston at the time. Boston the, at the time, yeah. historically accurate. Historically like accurate. the restaurant that they go into um, to meet Anna and John again, historically accurate. Like yeah. all of the old time things. Sullivan's tab. Yeah. Historically accurate. Yeah. Like everything. Anytime you go back in time in our book, it's real. That's a Jack's thing to do. Love it. Um, the very last thing I wanted to do was um, there's just a quote that I thought I don't I don't think it's my favorite quote because I love when she schools him, Michael. But uh, just a good quote from the book that I think sums up a lot of stuff. And then I'll pass it over to Julie if she's got more questions too. Um, and this is Amara, <laughs> <laughs> Amara, um, thinking about Anna. And it is, I want to tell her about the future. I want her to understand that there will be a time when women are valued for their brains and achievements, not just their physical appeal. And being in a relationship isn't looked upon as the perfect result. But I smiled graciously at her well-intended compliment. So how long have you been seeing Michael? So I thought that was just like how hard it would be to be in that position and not be able to shake the person and be like, I wish I could tell you how much better it is in the future. 
because you're stuck in a time when in your time period, you're going to see things get a little bit better. You know, you're going to see some equality come out and you're going to see, you know, like women's rights and, you know, whatever, but you're not going to see as much as your kids are going to see and then their kids. And so like, I just thought that that was like such a real moment that where she, I don't know how she could stand it because I would want to be like, let me show you a glimpse of how great it is in the future, 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 you know? So I thought that was really cool. Well, I'm glad you picked up on that because it's actually a nod to the different waves of feminism that have existed during our time and racial justice that have existed during our time. And to, to show even to the readers who are reading it in 2023, that progress has happened even since the 1960s. I didn't want people to read the climate science and feel hopeless because I wanted them to see the progress that was made even from when they were visiting in 1963, that she's, she's heart sick about wanting to tell Anna this someone who she truly cares about. She truly loves and enjoys that. Like you have no idea, even the small impact you're going to make because Anna had no way of knowing at that time that she was going to become uh, an ocean, an ocean scientist and be able to predict climate and to add to the research that went into climate change. Like all of those things when she's sitting in Truman's and she's saying, my father thinks that I should have just come to college to meet a husband. And, and Amara is trying to, she knows what's going to happen to this woman, right? Like she knows who she's going to become. She knows who her daughter is going to be, which is also historically accurate. So she knows all these things and she's trying to, she, she wants to tell her like, Hey, everything's going to be okay. Like you, all of the things you did matter but she can't because that may affect what she does. But I wanted it to and be. And that sucks because how hard would that be? But I wanted people to understand that as dismal as it seems now, progress was made from then. So you have no idea what you're doing now, what it means to the future. Those little things matter. Those those decisions that you make and the the work you do and the efforts that you provide they matter because Anna had no idea, but Amara did. And like not being able to tell her, although it was painful for Amara because she loved Anna was still a nod to keep doing your good work, everyone, because it all matters. It all adds up and it fucking matters. Yeah. So that was, I'm and glad that's why you I sent caught you that, that quote. Right afterwards is when I sent you that quote where it talks about, you know, people in movies about time travel talk about you can't go back in time because one tiny little thing that you do, it will set off the butterfly effect and change the future. But then when we're in the moment in the present and you think, oh, I shouldn't do that. What would that matter? It matters. That's that small thing that can change the future for the good. So, like, that's well, kind that's of why it matters. Right. Yeah. I'm glad you picked up on that. Yeah. And I didn't, I think we both agreed to that. Oh, sorry. That we didn't want to bring in any like newfangled devices, like, you know, like the men in black with the memory eraser. Like we didn't want to do anything like that. Like, because time travel is new to them. They've never time traveled before. Right. Like, so this is all new. So while they think it could have an effect, they really don't know. So they're kind of like just kind of tiptoeing through this, like hoping that they don't do anything that's really going to fuck something up. And right. Which 
Obviously. I mean, shit, they tell John and Anna later. And I was like, oh my God, are they going to tell him? Are they going to tell him? I was so glad when they told us. Well, so that was a nod to Amara and, and Isa's respect for Anna and John. Like yeah. the, right. it would have felt out of character for them to have lied at that point. So for sure. She was never... so excited to see Anna, like, and for her to recognize her and to be in that moment. Yeah, she had to tell her. And I love that she told her. It was it a trust have, thing. Like, it I'm fake. so close to you even after all the time. Yeah. It would have felt fake. Well, that's where I love, I love that part too when Jackie writes about Amara thinking, like, it's been a few days for me, but it's been years for Anna. Decades. Right? Like, yeah. Yeah. And, and it's she like, still remembered her. Right. And it's just so like poignant because it's one, you know, I saw Amara, they helped Anna and John get together together right so then like also it's this nod that like amara's presence in her life was a couple days and it reminded it me of such that, an uh, ambic it, it reminded me of that series that they have out right now called uh it manifest oh yeah where, i don't know if you guys have seen it but it touches on the same thing where for yeah. you it's been you know for or you know a day, two days, three days, so everything in the but for them it's been a decade. Right. Like right. It it reminded yeah. me of that. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, was really, that that plane really movie cool. where the plane disappeared? Right. Yeah. And it's like oh, they're okay. gone for and then minutes. the kids come back and they're and they're still the same, you know, but it the their siblings are like it's right. been forever. And you know, but for them it's been like two or two like two days. And they're right. like, hey, right. like, and I you think, know. I think that was huge to show how much of an impact Amara had on Anna's life because Anna remembered her after all that time. And it was only right. a few days. Do you have any questions, Joel? No. I mean, Stacy, Stacy did a good job. Stacy's got like a book report <laughs> going we, over there. We, like, re- we really... A plus. I need you to leave a review <laughs> on Amazon. Are you hearing yeah, me? I will. Leave a review. Yeah, I think I think what it comes down to is Aaron and I are really proud of this book. We put a lot of work and thought and way more research into it than I probably have for any other book. Yeah, same. <laughs> and we've put more like planning and intention into it for the sequels that I probably have for any other book. <laughs> and I no, think, I don't know, Mara's the best character <laughs> I've ever written, hands down. I've connected with her more than I ever have with any other character. I love writing Amara. Amara uh, speaks to me in a way that other characters don't. Y'all, Even her shitty sides. Her Julie, did you do a dream cast? What is that? Where you cast the movie? Yeah, who do you who do you think the characters are if you picture them as movies, movie stars? Oh, I thought we talked about this last time. So we did it. I think we just started to, but we didn't we didn't finish it. Isa, and we'll tell you who we pictured when we did it. I saw I pictured as that one TikTok girl that I told you guys about the yeah, um, or like yeah. a GI Jane. Um, right. Yeah, I don't know. I would come back to it because I have to think about Amara. Yeah, yeah, Amara was very hard for me. Oh my god, I have the perfect Amara. Oh my god, um, I have to look at mine. Okay, so like a Jennifer Lawrence. For who? For Amara? Yeah. No. Well, she's black. <laughs> she's so. black. Amara's black. 
But I'm saying her, how she is in like, and how she thinks and how she, like how, I'm, I'm, I wasn't thinking about color. I, w- I was talking about like, in her interviews and how she is as a person, like that's what I pictured in my mind was like a Jennifer Lawrence. Who'd you have, Stacey? For Amara. Um, so unfortunately, um, oh, just for Amara. Um, a lot of the people I went with kind of obscure, like people that you guys might not know, um, because that's who I pictured. So sure for Amara, I have uh Lupita Nyongo, which I'm probably saying her last name wrong. Um, so mm-hmm. I think she's perfect for her character. Um, for Isa, I have Isabel Furman, who is I think her name is Clove, um, on Hunger Games. But she is the little feisty one with the freckles on Hunger Games. And she is with the blonde guy that dies last on... It's the second Hunger Games and they're on the uh, cornucopia, the metal cornucopia. And they kill the blonde boy last. She's his partner. So if you guys picture that, she was... I mean, the first couple chapters, I was like, that is Isa 100%. I love her for Isa. I can see that. I picture her... I picture her probably five, ten years older than she played in Hunger Games, but she was my perfect Isa. And then um, General Adams, I had uh, Zoe Saldana. I'll show you guys okay. pictures if you don't know who that is. President Pierce is Angelica Houston. Houston, Ooh, I think. Um, but in her younger, so <laughs> the other girl I pictured older, this lady I pictured younger so I kind of picture her um for me she is kind of most in my mind for the witches movie which was like an early 90s maybe late 80s movie and that's kind of the age I picture her um so younger Angelica was definitely President Pierce and then for Teak 100% Anna Kendrick because their first her first interaction with Teak was so sarcastic and funny that I was like 100% Anna Kendrick and then last was Tess and I had Linda uh, Cardellini who is Velma on the very new Scooby-Doo she's also in a ton of other movies but I feel like that's what yes yep but I picture the nerdy her in her Velma glasses and her short haircut as Tess if that makes sense so that that was my dream cast (laughs) my god can i tell you my dream cast yes <laughs> well i hope it's okay. accurate as to who we've actually <laughs> i know right yeah, you know, know. So, you know, uh stace i know you watched the walking dead do you remember max from the last season she was like um eugene's love interest this chick right here no yes 100%. that's who i yeah, picture as Amara. Amara. okay i could see really that. I would picture her as Tess. So, well, I like her because I think she's just nerdy enough. She's also black, which obviously makes sense right. since Amara's black. Right. But she's just nerdy enough. She has like the longer hair. Like, I don't know. She just screams Amara to me. But okay. then, so Jackie put this in my head like forever ago that Alicia Debnam Carey from the 100, Lexa. Like that's yes. Isa. And I was like, see, okay. that messed me up because at the time I was really into St. X 
I know I talked okay. about it on the podcast. Yeah. She's right. the main character in Saint X. Right. So when I saw her in your um like video for I, yeah. I saw her and I went, Oh no, that is not the girl for for Isa right. because that's the Saint X girl and she's very weak in Saint X. She's kind of well, there's also there her name's Alexis Lemire. She's um she was in the in the uh show the half of it on um on uh netflix like i was thinking this girl too i could see okay. that as, i could see that one more right so okay so then that was my isa so viola davis as president pierce i always saw viola davis as president pierce every time i, I was wrote on her, the fence on, yeah. i was on the fence because i was like i want an iconic black woman but i also right. wanted her to be like short hair and stoic and kind of like right i can you know at the same yeah. time like i just kept picturing yeah. picturing her like how to get would you say for murder? general adams yeah no for no for who'd you president. say for general adams? oh i haven't said her yet oh, okay. i haven't said her yet so i uh, well uh, jackie i wanted to tell you like alicia debnam carrie for for always Isa, but i've also, always pictured her but also this chick too possibly yeah, i mean they look the same so yeah i mean right like so it's like very similar but okay so viola davis president pierce yeah. so i have general adams as older just by a little bit well not a little bit but i have like a younger older jamie lee curtis like okay i had tia, tia leone perfect love it oh love it. yeah, yes. yeah. Love okay. it. like i can totally see all of that like I'm picturing like the salt and pepper hair, like, you know, weathered, but beautiful. Like, I don't know. And then I have Anna Torv as Tess, which mm. I love her and her red hair. Oh God. Yes. But the other one that I was thinking for Teak was I was, I was picturing her as black the whole time, but I was thinking, you know, I don't know what the actress's name is, but she was... <laughs> she was in sister act two she was like the other really good black singer i can't remember her name i feel really shitty saying that sister act two she sang um she was singing with with lauren hill when you know the redheaded nun comes in God, i can't fucking remember now i feel like such a cock i've seen it so many times but not in so long so many so I don't times remember. right um damn it is it monica calhoun no Tanya Blount, Blount, like I was thinking, like this is Teak. Okay, can't really see her. She looks interesting there, like that. That's what I was thinking, Teak. Okay. But but either way, I like I like your Anna Kendrick vibe. Um, but yeah, yeah, like Malia, I picture as the younger sister from Wakanda Forever. Like I picture her. Oh, I every time. See, there were certain people I didn't do just because I was like I wanted to focus on like main characters. Yeah. So I was like Malia yeah. Strider, like all those people I didn't do. And who'd you for? Who'd Strider. you pick for Strider? Who'd you pick for Strider? Oh, she didn't do them. Oh, I didn't. Uh, for Strider, I just kept picturing the blonde boy from Hunger Games because that's who uh isa my isa is paired with in the hunger oh, games okay. so i couldn't get him out of my head so i didn't want to i didn't want to cast him because i couldn't get that blonde boy out of my head yeah i don't know like when i think of streeter i think of like fucking dick <laughs> i can't like i just ugh. 
I picture that stupid blonde kid. He's a dick in Hunger Games. Yeah. He's sarcastic. He's kind of, uh, he's very arrogant. He is the yeah. right age. Like, all the things. And I'm like, it sucks that they're partners in Hunger Games because I want right. to pair them up. That's right. who I want it to be. <laughs> Jackie, did you have a dream cast? So, who I always pictured for Amara was Cat Graham from The Vampire Diaries, who played Bonnie. Um, okay, okay. Yeah, I pictured Alicia Clark for uh isa always viola davis was always our uh yeah. tiana pierce um i had tia leone for um general adams and i, like I, I actually had uh megan fahey for uh for tess okay so, all right yeah <laughs> i like that um I've never really had anyone um, in mind for Malia, mostly because I think I based her character on the Obama girls. Yeah, right. So it was like a combination of them. I didn't I have like an actress in mind. We could make them act. They'd want to act this part. Like, right? What do you think? So, I don't know if it's like... Malia Obama. Go ahead. Finish your thought. Well, I'm just saying, I, I don't know that I've... As we're heading into the second book, that's something we need to consider, like physical features, because the um, the romance between Malia and Tess is going to increase. But so now Yay! we're going to need to give her more, I don't know, features than we had in the past. But when I wrote her, her personality was based on like what I always thought of the Obama girls, like smart, put together, like yeah malia you know. needs more dimension yeah um, for she, sure yeah she'll yeah she's definitely like a secondary character so she does need a little bit more personality out but uh, yeah it was I always know- alicia clark when i pictured writing as amara who i pictured as isa like that's yeah. i probably yeah. thought about her more nope. than anybody it- else like chapter sense. one of Isa, hundred percent was Chloe from the hunger games that's all i pictured that makes sense um that does make so sense i know this I don't is dislike super- it Super weird, super weird. But for um, General Adams, I think it was, is the <laughs> the president lady, the alien lady on um, Lilo and Stitch. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? The lady yes, that just comes totally in and is like, yeah. you guys. And she's very, like, stern. And she's, like, got a long neck and glasses. And she comes in and she talks about Stitch can stay on the planet with you guys. 100%. Right. That's who I pictured. And so I, then I had to transform that into like an actual person. And that was really hard. Yeah. When I, I guess why I pictured Tia Leone so fast was because it, we established very early that Ice has always been like just beautiful, like uh-huh. uh, effortlessly beautiful, which is kind of contradictory to her like being a little bit uh, masculine. Um, I always just pictured really put together like the secretary of state that Tia Leone played. And yeah, so that's just what I always kind of, and because Isa has like the stark blue eyes and her brother's going to be very attractive, which is why they've kind of gotten away with what they, what he's gotten away with. Um, Because he's so charismatic and stuff. I just pictured, I don't know, the old school Tia Leone. I always picture kind of Sigourney Weaver too, like especially her role in Paul when she's like bastard hijacked a native. Like I can just totally, you know, like I don't know. It's I just see like that older refined actress being like 
in her Takano dress grays. Like it's funny that we've never talked about this. I know the <laughs> only one we 100% talked about. We definitely talked about Alicia Debnakari and we definitely yeah. talked about Viola Davis. Like yeah. 100%. With, we had them picked out pretty early. Yeah. With yeah, Streeter being um, like good looking, charismatic kind of guy. I also picture, um, I know it sounds super weird, but Deadpool. Oh, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. yeah that makes sense. <laughs> it could the totally mean- pull it off. The mean, sarcastic Ryan Reynolds, not the charming, lovable. Right, right, right. Yeah, no, no, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Well, you're going to meet some other characters, too, in this next one. Um, I've taken an affinity to one of them that will probably play a part in the third one because we've both grown kind of attached to her, I think. So we're going to have to cast her at some point. But, yeah, I mean, it was... I'm trying fun. to look up names of people that I know because you guys know so many celebrity names that I don't. <laughs> Is anyone surprised though that none of them were Taylor Swift? <laughs> and for the record, just, there's nobody that even resembles Taylor Swift. Yeah, no, clear, nobody in the book. We wrote this book before we named this book before Glitch the song came out on midnight. Way just before. Be clear. Like I literally put one of my hashtags when we first. You guys released, know. Released you guys know. We her? had it first, Taylor. Because I just want to say, who named oh. the book? Actually, Stacy named the book. Remember? Yeah, totally we were at her brother's uh, wedding when she named the book. Yeah, what? Oh, we were um, originally going to call it the first last time. Isn't that Jane Leaves? Jane Leaves. Jane yeah. Leaves, Julie. Yeah. Leech. Oh, Leach. Yeah. Is that her name? I'm trying to find what. Oh, Julie, you're behind it. All right. Does anyone have any more questions about Glitch before we move on to what you're obsessed? With? I'm so glad you you guys enjoyed it means the world to us this i think if more, I'm glad we think if more people gave it a chance and didn't ex- it's not like straight sci-fi it's like a combination no. of things like it's just a good it's Stacey not sci-fi the way like star wars is Stacey absolutely it's, crushed it with her book report she totally did um, it just has just enough romance just enough humor just enough action just enough drama just enough yeah. sci-fi it just like yeah. In it's my mind, perfect. you guys it's need really a lesbian book. Marvel. Like that's that's what I that's what I. You think Ice is a superhero? Hell yeah! Yeah, <laughs> kind of. I'm excited. Like if you think about the I... Marvel movies, there's not a ton of like guts and like gore and stuff. Like you know, you 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 kill somebody or whatever. Like you guys. You, you guys made a lesbian Marvel movie out of a lesbian couple. It kind of reminded me of uh, Wonder Woman. Netflix. Let's add Netflix. It kind of reminded <laughs> me of like what I we're, we're I, I don't know like it, it was you guys made in my mind a lesbian Marvel movie. Like you, I'm excited I, that you have my mom. I I had to pass the book on to my mom immediately because and she started it today. So she told me that. She already started it. My um, cousin's wife said that because of my TikTok, she's starting it. And my oldest daughter is also, she's, you know, a little bit, she's a chapter into it, but she's getting the book in the mail. So she's starting it. So I feel like word of mouth really does. Did she? Oh, good. So I feel like word of mouth really does matter. And also um, copies, because if I... Would like to think if my mom is listening, mom, I think that when you're done reading it, you should pass it on to the quilt guy 
Um, he should read it and he should pass it on. And then Lex, I'm going to tell her, well, hers is going to be signed. Uh, my cousin's <laughs> wife, though, like, I'm going to tell her to pass it, it on. Yeah, can they just buy it? That would be helpful. Let's just have them buy it. So <laughs> I feel like, but I feel like that's the way to get people to start talking about it. And I think that's, like, a really good, like, idea of, like, you know, word of mouth, pass it on. Um, I am so, going to put it on, we're going to, we're going to uh, put it on sale for like the end the 24th wait so, okay good yeah. i'll like tell my cousin's wife 24th, that's like the big pride weekend that's our pride sale i seriously wait. I, I know this isn't your target market but i want to order like 50 okay and send them <laughs> to do it no seriously and, and you guys might just might, might not be your target market but send them to like the women's treatment facilities and the women's prisons these women would eat it the fuck up like Listen, it would be i'm saying their, like we we need, we're down for whatever target market <laughs> we need it, it would be their favorite because i feel like it could be fucking huge i just don't know how to promote it yeah, us either. Aside from TikTok. That's my only TikTok. We're just like, guys, it's really good. You should read it. And right? like, that's yeah. it. it's not working though. I mean, it is working. It's done, it's done well on the charts in the sense that like yeah. it's up there. It's it was at number one in new releases for like a week. Like that's not bad. We I think if we did well like a hundred books, I know just for me personally, I know so many people and so many people know my last name, especially people that get in trouble. If they saw Dwyer, Dwyer. on a book cover out in the... But that doesn't say Dwyer. It says Jackie D. Right. It needs to say Dwyer. It can't say Dwyer. That's not her name, man. It's Jackie D. It needs to say Dwyer, like, literally, I'm telling you, the treatment centers and the facilities and everything would be fucking the I girls. Just go hand it also, to them. Also, like, a really say, great like, man, Dwyer. So I would have to call them and get it approved and, like, This is really sure. a great month to promote it at Pride events, too. Like, how do we do that? Every female in prison is gay. Every single one of them. Like, they would love this shit. And, and feeling like they knew somebody who, like, knew the authors. Like, it would be fucking insane. Julie would be famous, is what she's saying. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. let's be real. Yeah. I go by Jackie D, you know? <laughs> <laughs> look, I even, look, that's me. Yeah. Yeah. There you are. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> For those curious, we can talk about marketing afterwards, but for those right. curious, we are planning on the second installment to be out by this December. The audiobook should be out within next month, uh, so you'll be able to listen to it as well. We found, and we were very intentional, two separate people are reading I Said Amara. We didn't want the same person reading it and trying to change their voice, so two separate people are reading it, and they're going to read it for the entirety of the series. So, um, is Isa gonna kind of have a like a like a raspier, like kind of a deeper voice? A little bit, but nothing crazy because I didn't want her to be like, Hey guys, how's it going? Like, hey, I I'm like Isa. That. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, anybody, anybody want to shoot a gun? <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't want that. I didn't want that. I want, but that's not to... even the nature of her character. Now, I want her to be feminine, but a badass. Like, that's she's a feminine, badass. yeah, like so, yeah, so her voice is. 
deeper but not like crazy like it's nothing crazy oh my god i'm so excited so the audio book should be out the next month and then we should have the second book ready for christmas that's the intent and then the last book should be out by uh summer of the following year and then merry christmas static series will be well we plan on it being done who knows what we'll do with it but we have three books we have two more books planned Jackie, you're killing me. <laughs> I got to write more in a series. Is this what you're telling me? You got nothing else to do, boo boo. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. I have no other job. No, I'm one. saying who knows if we'll do offshoots of it or whatever. But right now, yeah. that's what's planned. So we're true. glad everyone is enjoying it so much. We worked really hard on it. We're really proud of it. The characters that we put a lot of thought and intention into them. It's not a standard romance where they're just like real base level it's it's uh it's It's a good book and it speaks a lot to current political culture where we're going what it could be like there was there was a lot of intention put into this book so it's a gay twilight everybody but different real different (laughs) but it's that but it's but it's that that addicting so i'm glad everyone liked it i'm glad we made the choices we made around it I'm glad Seriously, that we pushed back. Thank you for reading it. Yeah. Like, thank you for reading it. Like that just, I, when any, whenever anybody I know reads a book that I've written, like it just, it blows my mind. It's like, thank you so much. Like it just, it makes me feel like, wow, like, thanks. Like that's, to me, it's a big deal. So. Well, and we were super nervous because we thought it was very good, but we didn't know how it would be received by people because it's not everyone's jam. Right. But, but even if it's not your jam, I'm not into sci-fi and it was still great. Even if that. it's not your jam, try it. Yeah. What do you have to lose? Right. Because it's not like, I mean, there's a lot of sci-fi, but it's not like, it's realistic sci-fi though. Right. It's believable like, sci-fi. It's like, believable, like damn, this, this could fucking, this could actually be a thing. I got, I hope it is. I hope somebody is able to go oh. back and save the world. <laughs> Well, oh yeah, we're allowed to say that because we already said spoiler alerts. Yeah. Like. So what are you guys obsessed with this week? Um, honestly, I watched all of season two of Yellow Jackets. I was gonna talk about it on the podcast with Stacey, but she didn't get to join us. So um if any of our listeners watched Yellow Jackets, write it. Only halfway through. Only halfway through. Let us know what you thought and I'll talk about it next week if you you want me to. Um, I'm but it's crazy. I'm working on it, man. Uh, it's it was so very. Crazy. It's so crazy. You got to catch it. Like, what what am I watching? I'm gonna have to go back and rewatch yeah, it because I feel very, like I missed stuff. I did. I did. So what I did was I watched season one when it first came out. I started season two and realized I didn't know what was going on so I started season one over watched the whole thing went straight into season two and season two is such a different vibe from season one because season one is a little bit Lord of the Flies season two is Lord of the Flies on crack because it's so much hallucinogenic (laughs) so much weird shit so much witchcraft so much Stace, um, I'm trying to figure out where they're going with it. I'm like, okay, yeah, we get that there's honestly, like this, we, we we get that they went through this experiment, 
through this experience and they have this like darkness that's kind of following them but like so honestly i just told stacy today because i don't want to say too much but it's I had a hard crazy. time, and Stacy is the only other person that I know that watched it. So I was kind of texting her a little bit while I was watching it, just saying, like, holy shit, um, Shauna just ate Jackie's ear. What the fuck is going on? And she was just kind of, like, supportive. So she was just going, keep watching, keep watching, keep watching. And I was like, okay. And I was like, why am I watching this? After, like, four or five episodes, I was like, <laughs> I don't know why I'm watching this. I think I'm just watching to find out. What the fuck is going to happen with Shauna's baby? She has a baby while they're in the wilderness. And that baby is not in the flash forwards. So that baby must You're not even that far? Oh, no, I'm done with it. So while I was texting (laughs) Stacy, I was like, the only reason I'm watching it is to find out what happens with the baby. And she goes, yeah, same. Like, that's what I thought, too. And then after stuff happens with the baby i was like now i'm just watching it to find out if there is another entity that came in and is like this like weird fucking witchcraft thing that's going on because why am i still watching this because i have to know what's going on and then i was watching the last episode and i texted her and i said you know what this entire show could have been renamed as trauma response because that's all it is these girls crashed on on a not even a deserted island, a deserted area, and their trauma response affected them into adulthood. And that's all it is. It's adolescent trauma response. No, it's more than that, though, when you get into the second season. Like, I feel like there's... Yes, there's absolutely a trauma response, but they're... They feel like something is following them into their adult Yeah, life. their trauma response. The their fact that they had trauma. The tra- they had trauma in their adolescence and none of them dealt with it properly. And now they're adults and now they think that there's this like evil conspiracy against them when really it's their fucking trauma response. That's the whole thing. All right. Aaron, what are you obsessed with? Uh well a couple things um Silo God that show is just fucking phenomenal so it's so good I that's just, what I've been spending I, my time watching yeah every episode did you watch the late like yesterday's yeah, yet I watched oh. it last night have you guys watched it no yes nope not yet just so fucking good so good like she she's alive right yeah oh, of okay. course they can't right? kill the main character She's so good. Everything about it's great. I'm so into it. I literally like I yell at the TV like I just I love it. I absolutely love it. And the other thing I'm unfortunately obsessed with is still Heidi Milliken's <laughs> I have watched every YouTube video that I could find. Like it's insane. Yeah, it's, you're insane. It's a it's a sickness. Yeah, really we know. Like you get obsessed with these these people and yeah, these, it's these, a spiral. These older blonde. Yeah, no, we, we know. Everyone knows. Great married yeah. women. Like, yeah, that you don't have a chance with. No, we all know. Not no. not a not a snowball's chance in hell. <laughs> yep. No, Aaron, I think you might. I mean, if they would just meet you, I feel like you probably maybe got a chance. That's what so I'm saying. Here's the problem right here. We've identified the problem. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm what does she know? You know, I'm Julie. I know a lot. A great hype man. (laughs) I got it, Aaron. I'm a solid wingman, but I also love Gail, so we'll have to pick and choose what we do. Listen, 
I'm yeah, not. Gail's beautiful and I love her. She's 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 my everything. So I'll I'll be your wingman if Gail approves. <laughs> okay, cool. As long as you get a free pass, I'm the ultimate. I only have one and she's already approved it. That's fine. Done. That I got obsessed with. Right. Let's get off this. I'm not I'm I'm not really obsessed with anything. Um I have been extremely occupied with my stepson being here. It's mm-hmm. like, I don't know how you people with kids do it all the time. How you people? <laughs> um, word, word. It has taken over my entire life. Yeah. I love him. Yep. It, is, it is great. There, We have our amazing moments. We also have our horrific moments. Sure. It's and kids, man. It is, I, I literally do not know how you people with kids all the time do it. Like, it's, I, it's blind fucking hope and rage. I haven't been able to be obsessed with anything because I'm obsessed with keeping everybody happy. Yeah. So when you guys are like, how have you not watched Yellow Jackets? It's like, have you taken a glimpse into my life? No, I'm, I'm, I'm catching up on the, uh, you know, we're watching Well, it's different because he's almost going to be 10. So I get to do kind of cool stuff. Like we get to watch uh, the new Transformers. Because the new Transformers is out. So we have to catch up on all the old Transformers to make sure we know what's going on on the new Transformers. And that's not a bad thing. Right. It gets more fun. He is so attached to me. I have to throw the football every day. Every day. I'm I'm throwing a football. (laughs) All right, Peyton. Yeah. Every (laughs) single day. He has to have his catching gloves on and if they're not sticky enough it's not good enough and all of the things i'm gonna have to get off here and go play video games but oh, you know it was like so a rough cute. life right, you know, like... it was so cute we, we were at the office and i'm a bail bondsman and he goes he loves sitting in my office with me he'll come roll a chair over and i'm like honey i'm not doing anything fun he goes i know i just want to see what you do like okay fine sit there and be bored totally up to you um he goes julie it was so cute he goes i wish people would start making better decisions so that you weren't as busy (laughs) (laughs) or people will call me well that was a nice person that called i'm like yeah they were nice doesn't mean the person they're bonding on is nice honey like we, we you know we have to like it's it has taken up my entire life has yeah. split my whole world and the older he gets i think it's gonna do that more because he's smarter you know every summer he's smarter and asks more questions and wants to know like hey why were you crying and are you okay and like, just because i'm fucking stressed out honey because i'm dealing with work you <laughs> your mom and life <laughs> like you know, so it has taken up my entire world. Yeah. Having yep. uh, yep. a nine-year-old around. It has, and there's so many good things. Obviously, there's frustrating things. I don't want to say bad things, um, but it, it will take up your, it changes my entire world when he's here. Yeah. So, what am I obsessed yeah. with? And I don't it's- fucking know. <laughs> it's phases it's phases because you think like everybody thinks like whatever when I tell them it's phases when you have a toddler that 
is whining about, I can't go to sleep. I can't, you know, they can't go to sleep alone. They can't go to school. They can't, whatever. They get over that and it's something else. Then you have a four to six year old and they can't tie their shoes or they can't ride a bike or they can't whatever. And then you go to six, you go to six to eight year olds and then it's, it's kids at school that like they can't get along with kids at school and they can't do their homework. And I swear to you, every two years, it's a different kid and it's different issues. And then like you get into the teenage years, like today, my youngest didn't pass her first permit test at DMV. And she just yelled at me for announcing it to the world. And I swear, it's like, you say it Jackson's only th- 6,000 people. It's not the world. <laughs> you, you get through this like stage and you're like, I'm so glad that stage was over, but then it's onto another stage and you're thankful for that stage because it's good things because I love hanging out with her. Like, she loves Starbucks now because she can get the pink drink and the whatever, like the, um, the if white vanilla thing. anybody's out there committing on having kids, don't, don't, don't. Unless you're ready to completely flip everything that you know and love and care about and appreciate about your life. No, no, it's down. fantastic. It's fantastic. You're, and she that's loves. That's why you're an alien. That's why you're an alien. She loves these like movies now oh, that I love. And awesome. I'm like, this is so exciting because she's into rom-coms now. And I'm like, this is so great. We could sit here and watch rom-coms all day. And then it changes and then it's because something else and like it's stressful. Teenagers. I can't Because every people. two years. No, I'm telling you, every two years, as soon as you think you can't stand another shoe tying or another meltdown, it's something completely different. And then it's meltdowns about that Why do they act like they're half retarded? I don't mean that in a bad way. I'm sorry. I'm telling you. That thing. The last. Why did did it act like. I'm like. When you're you're at your last. Video games and get first place for five and a half hours in a row. And you act like when you're at your you last where you can't tie another fucking shoe, you're gonna get into the next phase of parenting and it's gonna be something else. He's got slip I'm on, telling you, it, I'm not just doing it. Keeps, it just keeps going and it changes as soon as you can't stand that one thing, it changes to something else. Well, so then you can't stand the next thing. Well, <laughs> yes, but when you absolutely can't stand the next thing because you can't feed your kid another goddamn dino nugget. I, I didn't mean it in a bad it way. It changes. No, it's awful. So it's awful. Uh, things but I love it, and, and so then, like when when he leaves, you, no one can hear you. When <laughs> he leaves, and when then when he's not here, I miss him a lot. Mm-hmm. Like I miss the companionship because they want to be around you and they think you're so cool. Like I'm, I'm the coolest thing ever. And I'm like, I'm never, well, that's not true. I am pretty cool, but (laughs) he thinks I'm extra, extra cool. But Uh, it's weird as fuck. It's It's weird. It's It's hard hard and it's weird and it's rewarding and it makes you cry. And it's also the best thing you'll ever do in your life. So my kid graduated preschool this week and uh, Stacy and Stacy and Kira came. It was adorable. Who knew they made graduation gowns that small? Um, 
For at first, I was like, "This is ridiculous!" Like, I can't believe they're holding a whole graduation ceremony. But it was adorable. Yeah, it was. It was very cute, and the boom ticka boom was very adorable. Yeah, although he told me today that he doesn't want to be a construction worker. (laughs) Good, because he was not interested in that at all. I texted Lex. I said the disappointment on Caden's face when he got a construct. I was told I was going to be president. Okay. (laughs) I'm not What's wrong with construction workers. Construction. There's nothing wrong with construction workers. Absolutely. Why'd you say it like that? Homie, you make He bank. told me he doesn't want to be I one. know. Yeah. Why? Why well, were you disappointed? I was about to, I was about to say, because he doesn't want to do anything. <laughs> he doesn't want a job. Same. <laughs> same, buddy. Same. So um that was adorable. And Eli, his little best friend is now on part-time with him. So he's only at their like summer camp Monday through Wednesday. And then he's at Eli's at his different school Thursday and Friday. And we thought it was going to be harder on Lincoln than it's been. He's doing okay. Eli's very sad, but um, Lincoln's doing okay. They had face painting day today, came home as Spider-Man. So he not only doesn't want to be construction worker, he says he doesn't want to, he doesn't want a job. He would just like to hang out. That's, those are my kids' ambitions right now. So, and I mean, I can't really blame him. He's five. Yeah. yeah. You can expect yeah. that until about sophomore year. Yeah. He'll, he'll be five Maybe next year, year, which will be exciting. <laughs> and then he'll realize, hey, guess what's not cool is not making money. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so he turns five next week, which is exciting for him, um, exciting for us. And the other thing I am obsessed with is Silo uh, on so Apple good. TV. So good. Um, it's another one. Yes, it's sci-fi, but the story is very good. It's I listen. I don't like actual like real hardcore sci-fi. Like Aaron was talking about Star Wars earlier. I watched them when I was young. I haven't watched them since. I haven't seen any of the new ones. I'm not like a sci-fi person. So this the show's very very good. The storyline and is excellent. Um, I like the I like the stories where you're trying to kind of figure out who did what along the mm-hmm. course of the story, and that's what this is. And they don't give a lot of reveals. I'm sure once everything's revealed and you go back and watch, it'll be very obvious. But right now, it's not. So I'm enjoying it. Um, and the other thing I'm obsessed with is just we've had the best freaking weather here this year so far. Like today, it was hot. It was it was 89 degrees. But besides that, it's been between like 70 and like 80, which is like ideal for all of June, because normally we're already dipping into like the 90s by this time. So it's been delightful. Um, I haven't been in the pool yet. Yeah. The last thing I'm obsessed with real quick, um, Taylor Swift uh, is trying to backtrack right now and saying like, oh, I didn't know Maddie Healy was so sleazy. Like. And I'm really torn. I don't know if I believe her. Part of me believes her because I think she's that disconnected from like, I don't think Taylor Swift is habitually online the way like we are. Like, I don't think she's Googling herself. I don't think she's checking up on like people because I think that would be exhausting for someone of her statute. But I also don't believe that she pays like 10 people to do that. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling very torn about it. I, I also think she is privileged enough to think Well, that's not who he really is. Like, I know him better than everybody else. But now that more and more evidence services, she's like, oh, my God, he's kind of a piece of shit. So I am enjoying watching her trying to unfuck this kerfuffle. (laughs) 
<laughs> it has made me feel, I will say this. I feel better about her than I did a month ago. Same. Just because I feel like she's at least being like, oh my God, maybe I was like real out of touch about this. So I am enjoying her music again, more so than I was before, but I am enjoying watching her try to navigate this like uh, abysmal performance and see how she's going to manage it. And I hope that for the sake of minority communities that they reap the benefits of it and she tosses a ton of money their direction. So it's it's interesting to watch her try to navigate this like no you she clearly has a broken picker like she's not great at picking men which isn't a crime in and of itself a lot of women suffer from the inability to pick decent men it's interesting to watch someone of her status try to navigate the consequences of that so it's i feel better about her than i did and mm-hmm. it's entertaining to watch her try to figure this out yeah agreed it's kind of like it's very okay. it's very white woman right navigating. Like, oh, I had no idea white, okay. uh, regarding very... our last episode Jax are you listening to Odyssey to try to get your signed guitar yes I do every day okay good it's very everybody watching... listening listen to Odyssey on whatever radio station you want to listen to because they give you up to eight every hour that you listen they give you an entry and you get to up to eight entries a day and you can win her signed guitar and tickets to her la show what i what i relate this to is i feel like taylor is probably eight nine years behind the rest of us realizing how much responsibility you have as a white woman and being like, oh God, I didn't realize all of this stuff I was participating in and like letting go actually affects other people that unintentionally affects other people. And so it's interesting to watch her try to navigate it because in a lot of ways, she's very young with her exposure to like the internet and her yeah. uh, like social media uh, knowledge and capacity. So it's it's been it's been interesting. And listen, let me be clear. I'm not absolving her of anything. I'm absolutely not. I think I think everybody should be held accountable for shitty decisions. I do think she doesn't realize the consequences for her action sometimes. And so I'm enjoying watching her do it. And I'm glad she got out. Oh, I'm so glad bad. she got out. And it's fun Literally. to watch her flail a little bit because when that news broke, I that that title that she adores of being Amer- one of America's sweethearts is a heavy coat to wear and it doesn't just mean money it means responsibility so mm-hmm. it's it's fun to watch but i am i'm looking forward to her concert and um aaron's coming out for it so that'll be fun we'll Ooh, talk good. a little bit about interference and you can write the whole thing off yes. that is it for us this week guys it's been two hours with us so i'm sure Holy you've taken shit. several commuting trips i know i kept trying to urge you guys along but you just keep running your mouths um make good choices and uh yeah have a great weekend we'll talk to you next week bye love you bye bye glitch bye glitch fierce fan media